Hey y'all, welcome to your Bible Thumb. My name is Steve Valdez. Uh, I'm the founder of Save Point Ministries, and uh, I'm stoked to be here, be doing this for my first time. Uh, I love teaching, preaching, all that kind of stuff. So the ability to come here and be able to talk scripture with you guys and kind of uh, give like a lesson is a passion of mine, uh, not just because I love doing that, but also because I love nerd culture uh, in a really, really big way. Uh, and I know that if you're watching this, chances are you also love nerd culture in a really, really big way. Uh, the way that nerd culture can just kind of bridge gaps in relationships immediately is so cool to me that, you know, if you meet somebody for the first time, often you may ask the question like, what do you do for a living or whatever else? And sometimes you can get like a little conversation going, but if they say that they play the same video game you play, boom, like already there's a bridge gap and you guys can chat about that all night and all day. Or they say they love comics and you do too. All kinds of conversations pop up. I love nerd culture for that reason. Reminds me of a time actually that I had jury duty. If you've ever had jury duty before, you know that it's not like it is in the movies. Uh, it's a lot more like the TV show jury duty. If you saw that, it's pretty funny, but <clears throat> it's that you go to a courthouse and the courthouse has sort of like a lobby waiting room that just fits like a hundred people more, however many it needs. And then whatever, you know, court cases are being heard that day throughout the entire courthouse, they will just call jurors as needed. So if it ends up going to court and needing to be heard, they'll just kind of stop and call names out. And you, if you hear your name, you have to go to that uh, room and then they'll pick, you know, they'll send like 20 people to pick 12 and send the rest back, whatever else it needs to be, blah, blah, blah. Well, I get there for my first day of jury duty and I uh, sit down and there's like little tables all over the place and kind of like closed off desk areas. Like if you're ever in detention as a kid, I was never in detention as a kid. Anyway, uh, it had like <laughs> kind of like closed off desk areas uh, that were there and you go and you sit down and at the very beginning, somebody uh, stands up and just says, hi, you know, welcome to your first day of jury duty. You got three days here in Oregon. And, uh, here's how this is going to work. Uh, you're just going to sit here. You're going to wait to hear your name. If you hear your name, you're going to go to the room. But other than that, you just sit in here and hang out. There are plugs in these spots. There's tables in those spots. There's a little cupboard back there with some games in it. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we got going on. Well, right after that happens, it goes silent. Nobody wants to talk to each other. Everybody's got their laptop or their phone or whatever. And in fact, I sit down at one of those desks because I got my laptop. I'm planning on working. So I open it up and I'm doing some work, but I get kind of bored. And so I pull out my book and I read for a little bit. And okay, I've read for a long enough. I play some games on my laptop. Okay, but it's an eight hour day here. And I'm like, man, I'm bored. I got ADD. I can't just sit at this table all day long. So eventually I get up and just kind of walking around a little bit. And I remember, oh yeah, she said there's, there's board games in that cabinet over there. So I walk over and I open it up. And this is not like if you were to open my or your board game cabinet, this was like, if you were to open your great grandma's board game cabinet, <laughs> it was like checkers and chess and two faded puzzles and 48 cards of a deck of cards. And like that, that's it. Right. <laughs> but then I see tucked into the corner a millennial edition, so year 2000, uh, a millennial edition of Trivial Pursuit was there. And I'm like, I guess this is good. And so I kind of grab it. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it, right? I pull it out because I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm just going to read the cards or whatever. But I pull it out and I turn around and right behind me, there's a table of people, again, all doing their own thing. But one guy looks up from his laptop and he says, you want to play? And I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, I guess. You know, at first, there's this question of like, are we allowed to? It, nobody's talking. It feels like a library. You know, if you were to try to imagine pulling out a board game in a library, is that fair? But we sit down, we start playing, and a couple other people join in as well at that table, and we start playing. And over time, like, you know, we start playing like this, but then we kind of get a little bit louder, a little more comfortable, and then by the end of the day, we've got like a small group of people playing, and, and we've got a rapport going. Then after that, by the next day, again, three days, the next day I head straight for that cabinet. I pull the game out. I set it up. All those same people come to the table and plus some more are sitting around the tables next to us. And sometimes people's names will get called and those people will get up and other people are immediately ready to jump in and take their place. But for eight hours, we played Trivial Pursuit, just game after game after game, having so much fun. By day three... I never get called, by the way. Me and one other guy never get called. And so we become kind of like the ringleaders of this little game. There's like 20 people surrounding this area watching us or playing Trevor Pursuit with us. We're in uh, paired teams at this point. So there's like 10 people playing. Other people are watching. We're laughing. We're having a great time. We legitimately exchange phone numbers, find each other on Facebook. And some of those people I still talk to today because of a board game. It's so cool the way that nerd culture, board games, video games, whatever, can help connect people in that way. But for those of us who love nerd culture, for those of us who love games and comics and movies and things like that in this way, we can bridge this gap really quickly. But the question is, how are we using that for the gospel? These are great things. Again, I love them. But if you're a believer, we always have to come to this thought process of, how are we utilizing our unique gifts and our unique abilities to help grow the kingdom of God? It's like Paul talks about in the book of 1 Corinthians. So if you have your Bibles, open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll be reading from verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Uh, before we get there, uh, let's talk about Corinthians a little bit. It'll help understand why Paul is talking about this right now. Because uh, Corinthians was a city that had no context for Jewish culture. So by uh, transit property, by, by Christian culture at that point. So it was just kind of this thought process of Greeks being introduced to a religion for the first time in their life and having no context for it at all. Especially because when Jesus came, uh, he did a lot of really cool things. That, In fact, there's your quote for the day. When Jesus came, he did a lot of really cool things. <laughs> um, he didn't just obviously die on the cross, resurrect, give, give us all our sins, give us salvation. He also helped uh, break a lot of barriers. He also helped uh, be very inclusive um, when it came to like uh, socioeconomic statuses. He invited in the poor and turned away the rich pretty often. Uh, when it came to gender roles, uh, he talked to women one-on-one. -on -one. He gave them their own agency. This was not something that women had at the time. They could only talk to men if their husband was there and usually through their husband. If they weren't married, then through their father. And so uh, Jesus spoke one-on-one -on -one with women all the time, invited women to follow him. Again, broke a lot of gender barriers there. Uh, he broke racial barriers by inviting uh, people of any religion to be Christians. Uh, when he said, you know, that Gentiles could be invited in, this was something brand new. Uh, before it had to be a racial thing. And if you were not born Jewish, there was actually a, like a full conversion process you had to go through. But when Jesus just said, hey, Gentiles, you're good. Come on in, Gentiles. We want you to be a part of this. Gentiles mean somebody who's not Jewish. It was a big deal. So all this to say that by the time Paul's writing this letter to the Corinthians, 
There are a ton of people that have no context for what it means to be a Christian. There are women who have their own agency for the first time in their life. There are people of different races, like the Greeks in Corinth, who have never had any context for what it means to be a Jew. There are people of a poorer status who have never had this sort of ability to speak up in a church before. There are just so many people who've got no idea how to do church, how to do this stuff. But all of them were wanted, which is why Paul writes this. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? The whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Put your finger in there, we're going to come back to that. So, Paul is saying, everybody, everybody has a purpose. If you are a believer in Jesus, if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, if you've dedicated your life to following his ways, then you have a role as a member of the body of Christ. I know for a lot of us that can seem difficult because we have sort of like shoehorned what it means to be a member of the body to volunteering in your church in some way or going out and one-on-one sharing the gospel with people and of course those are all good things don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying that those are bad or silly or anything else those are spectacular wonderful things but it is in no way limited to just those things there is a plethora of things in the body and all have their own purpose and their own roles And in the exact same way, you sitting there right now are a unique individual. You are the only you that God ever made. There is nobody on the planet that can do what you can do because you are the only you that God ever made. And he wants you to be a part of his body, of growing his kingdom. Now, for a lot of us, that can be really inspiring, right? That can be really great in saying, yeah, you know what? There are things that I can do. We're going to talk about that more later. Things that we can do. But for some of us, that gets a little intimidating. And we think to ourselves, do I have to? What if I'm too scared? What if I really don't want to? What if this other excuse? I don't know. Like, what if we just, we don't want to in some way? Well, Paul continues talking again. We're coming back to this. Verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we'd bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. 
years ago, I had uh, three back surgeries. Uh, I had, you know, a little bit of like a, a rupture in one of my discs. And so that had to go into a microdiscectomy. But after that, it completely ruptured. It was pushing on a sciatic nerve. So I had to go in and take it out and do a spinal fusion. And after that, they had actually like nicked my spinal column during the surgery. So I was leaking through spinal fluid. They had to go in and patch that up. It was a terrible, terrible time for me. I was like bedridden and so much pain, times that I couldn't sleep. It was awful. Afterward, what they found out when they finally did that fusion, they saw that the vertebrae right above the disc that ruptured had the tiniest little bone spur on it. Like just this little growth that had stuck up off my bone that had been there my entire life and it had just taken about 35 years for it to finally poke a hole in that disc. Because of one teeny tiny part of my body that was not working in tandem with the rest of my body, I was laid out, bedridden, in immense pain, struggling in so many ways. Now, I'm not saying that if you don't actively be a part of the body of Christ and growing the kingdom, that the whole church is going to fail because of you. I am definitely not saying that your lack of involvement is going to you know ruin everything. But what I am saying is that if we as the body of Christ are not getting involved in growing the kingdom, it's not functioning at peak efficiency. There are things, again, that only you can do because you are the only you that God ever made. And because of this, without that part, if you consider yourself less important or less capable and you decide not to do these things, the church is not functioning at peak capacity. It's not doing all that it can do because some of its parts aren't working in tandem with the rest. You are uniquely capable of so many wonderful things we should be using those to grow the kingdom. So how do we do that, right? That comes the question of how do we do this? Especially when before I was saying like, it doesn't have to be in just this really snug mindset of volunteering in your church or sharing the gospel one-on-one with people. Again, those are important things, but if that's not the only way to do it, what are the other ways to do things? Well, I'm going to take us all the way back around to that first conversation about nerd culture, because we have this unique position of being able to connect with people in a community in such great ways. What if we went to our pastor and said, hey, I love board games and I would love to play board games with people in our church. Uh, once a month after church, can I just host a board game day? And whoever shows up, shows up. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. And I meet people and we hang out and we have community. Or what if you just love video games and you say, hey, a youth pastor or even, hey, senior pastor, I want to host a video game tournament. I would love to host a Minecraft building competition. I'd love to host something like this that's just going to help grow the community of our church. I'd love to host a book club. I'd love to host whatever it is. We have this ability to help grow community in such a wonderful way because nerd culture is inherently community-based. And maybe it's not that. Maybe you're tech-based and you can volunteer in with the tech stuff. That's what I do in my church. Uh, or maybe it's whatever other thing, but you are so capable of doing such wonderful things. And so therefore, you are not just vital and important, you are wanted in the body of Christ. So I'm going to pray here in a second. But the bottom line is that we want you to be active in the body of Christ. You are a vital member of that body. And without you, we're not acting at peak efficiency. So get out there. Use your unique abilities to be a part of the body and grow the kingdom. Let's pray. God, we thank you just for the unique abilities you've given each of us. Thank you for making us who we are. 
We ask that we can please just uh, slough off any fear, toss off any hesitation, and use those passions that we have to grow your kingdom. Help us be an active and useful member of the body that is growing the kingdom of God in a wonderful way. Make it obvious to us how we can do this and give us the confidence to follow through. Pray us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, hey, thank you for hanging out. Uh, if you enjoyed this and want to kind of hang out more, talk about this type of stuff more with us, uh, again, I'm the founder of Save Point Ministries. Uh, what we do is we help find uh, nerd-friendly churches for people to plug into. We love physical community. We love people uh, plugging people into churches. And so we find nerd-friendly churches, churches that have, uh, you know, pastors that play board games or video games or whatever else. And we help people plug into them. And so they can be discipled in Jesus, but also have a community of people who love the things that they love. So you can check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash savepointmin. You can also find us on our socials, Instagram and YouTube, uh, or sorry, Instagram and Facebook. That's the one, uh, at savepointmin. Again, savepoint ministries, but shortened to min, savepointmin. Uh, but the best way is to join our discord. And the way you can do that is either by being on our Twitch channel during one of our streams, we share our discord link every time, or you can just hit me up personally on discord. I'm at SavePoint underscore Steve, uh, again, capital S capital P capital S save point underscore Steve, uh, find me on discord and I'd love to connect with you guys. One more time, guys, Steve Valdez. It's been wonderful to be here. Have a great day. See you later. Bye.